to another episode of Truly Twinning. We are so excited to have Suze here. Sam has a really great business relationship with her and her online business coaching. So Sam, why don't you introduce Suze? Yeah, so I'm very excited to have my business coach, Susan Hay, here today from Damon Hart. She is a business coach and entrepreneur herself, and she focuses on um, you know, helping and coaching specifically other female entrepreneurs or women in business. Um, and she's been a huge help for me as I transitioned from a full-time corporate job to being self-employed and an entrepreneur. Um, and so we're excited to have her here today to share a little bit more about something she's definitely an expert in and has a lot of knowledge about um, called CEO mindset. And so she's going to dive into a little mini session or workshop with us about that. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. I mean, thank you guys for having me and Sam, it's just been so fun to watch you kind of grow from like when I <laughs> met you, which I already knew, like I already had a sense that you were a powerhouse, like that, that was, that <laughs> was happening. That train was moving, but it's, it's just been really fun to watch that growth continue. So Thank thanks for having me today, you guys. Yeah, well, her nickname is the slammer. So she is. A oh, powerhouse. <laughs> you nailed well, that's it. Actually, that is so funny. I wish I had known that, uh, <laughs> about that nickname. Cause I probably would have been using that a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> my real estate, my a real estate statement tour uses it all the time in the office. So now a ton of people are aware. <laughs> the, sla the slammer? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, is it okay if I give just a little background because yeah. I haven't always been a business coach, you know, and I, you know, I started out in entrepreneurship, um, I mean, really early on, I moved out to Colorado to learn how to snowboard and, and found myself a college dropout and um, essentially going to massage school of all places. My parents had always pushed me, you know, to become a doctor or a lawyer. They always, you know, wanted us to go that route. And um, I really kind of followed a ping, you know, that's it was something that I was interested in. Um, Sam knows I've I've got a little woo-woo in me, you know, and so um, I found myself kind of going down this, this road, this journey of like getting into the beauty industry, ultimately becoming a nail tech and then an esthetician and eight years of working for other people decided to open my own business. And I always say I had zero business owning a business. Like I really didn't know what I was doing. And I still am kind of shocked that the landlord handed me the keys to a brick and mortar space and let me like take over it and open the salon. But what happened over the next 11 years was like probably the, the biggest stretching and personal growth journey that I never saw coming. In fact, I kind of like to kid and say that if I, if somebody had shown me a crystal ball, I probably would have handed the keys back. Right. And I'm sure we can all relate to those moments where we're like, man, I didn't realize this was going to feel this hard, you know, making this shift or stretching in this way. And so ultimately um what i discovered is in in the in the opportunity of working intimately with women every day in a, in a salon we didn't do hair we did everything but hair so hair removal like think brazilian waxes spray tans organic facials manny's petties so i had a lot of really like up close and personal conversations with women and what i found is that 
these women that I perceived to be so powerful and beautiful and smart and funny didn't see that in themselves. And I saw them like leading with apologies all the time. You know, oh, I'm sorry, I have to look at my fat. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm this. I'm sorry, I'm that. And that really started to impact me. And that was really the moment when I knew, okay, I'm not meant to serve women in this capacity anymore. I am meant to be helping women in another way. And I, at that point started to have more and more people come forward and say, Hey, can I buy you lunch and talk about my business? Can you tell me, you know, how you did this? And at that point I had grown my business from zero clients to seven figures. So I was like, okay, people keep asking me, maybe I'm onto something. And so in 2019, I sold my brick and mortar salon. At one point I had two locations to get into business coaching ultimately And even with that, being a beginner again, right, going from something that I could do in my sleep, but I was bored out of my mind to stepping into this new purpose has been a journey of expansion for me. And in the process, what I discovered is the thing that was missing for most of my journey um, in running this brick and mortar salon at one point I had up to, I had like 30 employees. So we, we were a pretty big business. The one thing that was missing that could have helped me grow to multiple seven figures, most likely, um, because the ultimate dream was to franchise and sell it, was CEO mindset, right? When I opened that business, I had no concept of what mindset was, um, none of that. If you had said mindset to me, I would have been like, what's that? And so what happens when we grow a business is these external forces apply pressure to us. Right. So um, not meeting a client's expectation. Right. And then writing a bad review or letting us know and us being just devastated about that. Um, Terminations, resignations, uh, family members or friends telling us that we're crazy to go after the thing that we're going after. Right. All of these things that are out of our control ultimately apply pressure to us and can crumble us. Right. And so I always kind of think of it this way. If you are growing a business without CEO mindset or any effort towards building that, it's like building a high rise on a sandbox. Eventually, the whole thing's going to topple. And so this is why I had multiple times where I was laying on my bathroom floor crying with a bottle of wine, right? Because somebody (laughs) wrote a bad review and I couldn't handle it. And so this is why I'm just so incredibly passionate about um, CEO mindset. And um, so I wanted to kind of like go into a little bit more detail so your listeners can kind of start to be in awareness. And what I, the way I like to describe it, and Sam's heard me talk about it in this way, is we have our iPhones, right? Um, And we're constantly doing upgrades to this thing, right? Like I feel like every other, every month I have, an upgrade to do. So why then are we not doing an upgrade on this, right? right? Why are we not changing out this software in here? And so the best way to introduce this concept to you guys, and feel free to interrupt me if I'm going off on a tangent, but the best way for us to, for me to introduce this concept is just very simply to say our brain is, has a, has a very, very simple um, filtration system that is there to protect us, right? It's there to keep us safe. And so this filtration system is made up of 
um, past experiences, values, our beliefs, um, meta programming, right? So all of the things that have happened in the past ultimately impact the future. And that's really the beautiful spot when we get into awareness of that, where we realize that we can actually through neuroplasticity, that's the science term, we can rewire the way our brain thinks to change the outcome in any situation. That basically means you guys, we can create our own reality. <laughs> well, it, 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 the way you're explaining it's really well said, because I think when you're starting a business, whether it's big, small, if you just want to be your own boss and self-employed, it's the hardest mental game of your life. Everything is mental and some people can take on more and handle more stress or are not as emotional in business than others. So some of us have that innately in us, but some don't. But regardless of whether you do or don't, when you're not a W-2 employee and you are literally working for every dollar you make, your mental toughness is automatically put to a the biggest test it's ever had forever and in, in your entire life. <laughs> yes. In fact, I like to say that our success is 80% mindset and 20% skill. It's so that's true. how right. That's how important it is. And it's right. no, because I when I tell people what I'm doing now with my my travel business and I'm also in real estate, when I was at Marriott Hotels, I was managing an account portfolio of $40 million. And people are like, oh my God, that goal is so high. What accounts? Bah, bah, bah. And I had huge accounts that I was like, that was really easy when I, now that I have the different perspective, like what it takes me to get a, you know, sell a million dollar home or to get a new client registered, which is not very much in my pocket for that one client. That is way harder work than when I was back at Marriott, but I would have never known that unless I made this huge change in my life. Right. And see, that's the beautiful thing that you kind of just highlighted without even saying it is it all comes down to perspective, <laughs> right? I wasn't even going to say this today, but it seems like a good place to interject it. There's a really great book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan, where they talk about this concept. And, you know, today I wanted to talk to you guys about comparison and imposter syndrome and how do we like combat that when we're in business? Because that's very, very real, um, even though it really is an illusion. But this book, The Gap and the Gain, essentially talks about, you know, it's all about perspective, right? So you could be in the worst situation ever, but there is a way to find the gain in that. Like what is the positive side of that? And ultimately what it requires us to do is stop comparing ourselves to other people, like other business coaches, right? Or other real estate agents or other people in the travel industry and start comparing ourselves to the version of, to a past version of ourself. So like this morning and when I was journaling, I was like, wow, who was I a year ago? And I just journaled on it and I, it blew my own mind. I was like, wow, a year ago, I didn't have a team. I was still a lone wolf. Like, you know, so if we get into the practice of comparing ourselves to ourselves, that's much more productive than, you know, right. 
you, you get what I'm saying here. And so same thing that you just said, Kat, like for you to have that perspective, to be able to compare your current day version with like a past version, there's probably really great takeaways from that past experience that you're able to bring in today's experience for your success, right? Yes. And just it, what actually makes you stronger is when I think back to like five years ago when I was still working at Marriott and I would to a, a situation that was stressing me out or making me really nervous or not hitting my goals to what I handle today. I'm like a different human being because right. what now what I think is stressful or difficult is entirely different than what I did five years ago. It's like right. I'm in a right. stratosphere. I mean, I well, feel good to ha- see that in myself. Yeah. And for me, it's like a little bit of the same. I've been an entrepreneur for not as long as Kat, but when I was in my previous job at a PR agency for, for almost 10 years, there was a period where I just started to realize there was you know, more for me or something else I wanted to do. Sort of like you said, Sue's like you had, yeah. a different, you know, calling or you wanted to serve people differently, but you know, and I'm in a totally different headspace now. Like I'm happier. I probably work more, but I don't feel that way. Yeah. And I feel like the CEO mindset that we worked on together when I was in the Dame MBA was a huge help because it was stressful to leave what I knew and, have a schedule every day to go to no schedule at all. And I'm a disciplined person, but it helped, you know, the mindset thing was a huge piece. Like I knew what I needed to do every day. I knew I needed to do X, Y, Z to make the business function, but the getting over the hurdles of, you know, other people's opinions or what you think you should be doing was a huge part of it for sure. Yeah. And so what I'd like to do today is, kind of like share some wisdom with your listeners Mm -hmm. so that they can give themselves an upgrade. Because I think, especially when we get into business, we don't often draw the parallel that things from our past are going to show up and impact our actions. So I was trying to think of a few examples, things that I had heard from different people that I've coached. And then I've got one personal one that I'll throw in for myself, but just to give you guys an idea, the, so I kind of explained to you like the filtration system and what it's based on. And so this system essentially is there to um, keep you safe and it's what drives our decisions and our actions. So if you believe that your voice is annoying, right? Somebody told you that when you were younger, you're not going to show up and do an IG live to promote your business. I've heard that one. I've had to coach somebody through that. Somebody when they were younger told them that their voice was annoying and they couldn't stop thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe you had a bad month a few years ago and your boss told you that you suck at sales. And so now you struggle to show up for a sales call, right? When you show up, you're, you're not fully confident about what you're doing. Or if you were once told by somebody close to you that you looked like a walrus in a swimsuit, then you won't show up in a swimsuit. And that happened to me. That was something that happened in my teen years. And I believed it as a truth. Right. So what happens is we have people from our past, they either model behavior for us that help uh, shape our beliefs or they drop a seed of doubt on us. That was actually like that comment that was said to me, actually, I now can go back and see it had nothing to do with me and everything to do with that person being insecure about me. Right. Um, 
But ultimately, you guys, that did impact my actions. It wasn't until I was 40 years old and six months postpartum that I declared I am going to the beach and I am losing this beach cover up. Because up until that point in my life, I would hide under a beach cover up on the side of the pool. I would rather burst into flames than somebody see my cellulite right? That felt like the end of the world to me. So I share that with you guys because I want you to see how much it impacts. That one little drop, that one little uh, stone in the water ripples out for that far. And a lot of us are so in autopilot that we don't even realize that we're still operating with an operating system that somebody else's beliefs that we've adopted, you know? So you know, within my programs and my coaching, we tackle all of this stuff as Sam knows, but beliefs is the easiest way for me to help people like in the fastest um, span of time. So, you know, just to kind of draw a parallel, not only did I hide myself poolside, but I hid myself in my salon. I had this belief that I wasn't pretty enough to be the face of my business. So if you came through those doors, you were definitely going to get some Sue's charm. Like I loved connecting with women. So it was easy for me to talk to them and have conversations. But when it came to doing a photo shoot or, you know, letting people see who the founder of this business was, that was off the table. That was not something I had any interest in. And Sam, as you know, because we've talked about this in the damn MBA That is essential if you're growing a business. People need to see your face. They want to know who the founder is, who the brains is, who the heart is behind that entity, right? So it's so important. And so, you know, the common things that I find that come up when we're growing a business, comparison, imposter syndrome. And I was like, okay, let me give them a definition of imposter syndrome because we all know it. Like you guys know, I see you smiling. You're like, yep, I know what imposter syndrome is, but it's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It's disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they are deserving of their accolades. So I find these types of people Uh, which are usually entrepreneurs because they're very driven, um, end up moving the marker, right? We end up moving the marker. We don't give ourselves credit. That's one of the things that I did for years in my salon. I would always give the credit to my team and just try to be so humble. But like, you know, I deserve some credit. I'm the one who like had the cojones to like show up and like take the keys from the landlord and own all that risk. (laughs) Right, right. So when it comes to this, I want you guys to know that where there is imposter syndrome, not far behind that is self-doubt, is perfectionism, is procrastination. And again, these things all show up because our brain is telling us, oh my gosh, are you sure you want to do that? You don't have enough certification. You don't have enough education. What if you make a fool of yourself, right? This whole narrative starts to play out in our head. And this is ultimately what the feedback loop is. So we, I'm going to use an example that's a pretty common one that comes up. So maybe um, I do a one-on-one with somebody and we come up with this great business idea, like offering in their business. They're so pumped. They're so jazzed, right? They're ready to go. And then a week later, all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't know. It sounded like a good idea in the moment. Like maybe... 
I don't know if I'm equipped to do that. And the brain starts coming up with all these excuses for why they can't do it. Right. And that's the imposter syndrome speaking. So for us to upgrade, upgrade our programming, number one is we have to be aware of it. Okay. So number one is awareness. So what we have to understand is that a thought does not have to be a belief. A thought does not have to be a reality. I'm sure you guys have had a moment recently that you can probably think about where you kind of had the doubt coming up over something you were doing. It's usually when we're pushing our comfort zone. Totally. Or you're pushed to a limit, like whatever business situation it is, you're getting pushed closer and closer towards your limit of I'm done. Like hands in the air, I surrender. (laughs) That's where for me, I like can sometimes shut down. Okay. So what is your, so what's the narrative that comes up for you? Cause there's probably some sort of like inner dialogue that comes up. I think (laughs) my inner fear. So back to, I guess, part of the imposter syndrome that you talk about is just my fear of spending, spinning my wheels, taking all this time and energy to work towards this deal and having it fall apart and I'm starting back from square one. So that's the fear in me. But then to the opposite end of that, I now recognize when you lose a big deal, what you do gain is really great rapport with that client. So nothing is lost. It's just Mm. then the stress of, I just got to pay my bills. So I got to get them something else and I got (laughs) to do it back. But what you gain in a difficult situation is your client loves you more than they did a month ago, even though you, this one didn't come through. Now I know that, but if you talked to me a year ago, I just would have been going crazy. You know? Yeah. And you, and you've probably learned from that, that, well, and there's a couple ways where we can, you know, rewrite the narrative as we go. But as you were talking, I was like, And who's to say that that client that just fell through isn't going to send you your next referral, right? Because of the way you handled yourself in such a professional way, right? Um, And so I think a a popular thing that comes up, Kat, when people are in that situation is, oh my gosh, what if this fails, right? What if this deal falls through? What am I? And so that's living in the future, right? And, And in the future is where there's a lot of worry and anxiety. So what if this deal falls through? Oh my gosh. And so what happens is we get so caught up in the what if, what if it fails that we've convinced ourselves already that it's going to fail. And Sam knows, cause I, I, um, shared with her my most favorite book ever, um, happy pocket full of money. She knows that that is actually how we manifest failure, right? right? No, totally. Because it's, about right, it. <laughs> it's a movement of energy and a vibration that we're creating. And so that's, that brings us back full circle to the conversation of business success is 80% mindset, 20% skill, right? It's like that constant like mindset calisthenics of rewriting and reframing from, oh my gosh, what if this thing falls through and then I'm not going to be able to pay the debt, you know, to what if this thing is a smashing success and I have another client that comes in right after this one. Right. Right. It's getting in that belief. And so the awareness, right? The awareness is the first thing, because if we're not aware 
that it's happening, then we'll believe it's reality. Yeah. And fear is what driving for so many startups or that's why you see a lot of entrepreneurs go in and out, I think, because the fear takes over and you get scared and you just go get a job. Yep. Yep. In fact, you guys, um, my husband, um, he is a real estate agent. He, he left the auto business 20 years in the auto business. He's an incredible negotiator. So he's, he's in the place that he needs to be. And this was a dream for him for a couple of years. We love investing in real estate. We like, uh, like updating and flipping houses, although we haven't like taken a house to the studs, but he likes this stuff. It's a passion. And so in July, he left his career. I told him, you got to leave. You got to take the leap. This is our chance to have that quality of life that we want. And so he took the leap. You guys, he took one of the real estate exams like five times. Uh And on that fifth time, it's brutal, right? Every real estate agent I know has said like, it's, that's common. But by that fifth time, he's like, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I just need to go get a job. You know, I was like, babe, you've got to get out of that negative thinking. I kind of talked him through it. And he's like, you're right. You're right. He took the test that day. He passed it. Right. But it's that easy. How many times are we close to gold but we stop digging, right? And, yeah. and we miss the gold, right? There's and, and you're right, Kat, there's so many entrepreneurs that do that. So if we kind of want to like banish imposter syndrome and some of these things, number one is awareness. Number two is belief. It always is going to come back to beliefs. If there is some action that you are not taking in your business, some obstacle that's standing in your way, there, I guarantee you, is a limiting belief at the root of it that's holding you back. Yeah. So it requires us to stop and go, what is really going on here? What's under the surface? What's the subconscious belief that I'm not paying attention to that has, ha- has a hold on me right now? Um, can you guys relate to that too? Yeah. Totally. And I'm trying to think of like an example of one, cause I don't mind sharing. I feel like when I left my other job, I was so wrapped up. Everything was a team environment and there were, you know, different levels and structure of people. So I had been heavily managed and I was managing other people so much to the point where, you know, there was almost nothing I was doing autonomous at all. And Mm. so it was hard when I switched to have so much freedom because I was definitely second guessing things I wanted to do or ideas I had, because I was so used to having to run an idea by a manager or someone else. Right. And so it's, and still sometimes it's hard. And that's why I've liked to join, you know, like Dame MBA and other communities and, and having a real estate mentor at my brokerage firm helps because I always have someone to bounce an idea off of, but I've, it's been a belief that I've had to like rewrite to try to just say, like, if it's in your gut and you think it's a good idea, just do it. And you'll learn if it's good or bad by the reaction. Yes, it's exactly. Too like, yeah. I think what still hits me is you. If you want to get something done, you not only have to do it; you have to figure out the process, the reminders, who has to help you, when do you have to remind them to do it. Like, <laughs> it's not just getting something done. It's then, like, how do I actually get that done? Where a company gives you the process. They just ask you to do it. So yeah. it's twofold. You know what I mean, Sam? What you're saying. It really is. And, you know, something that I'll add to that, and this is going to discourage some people, 
So we have to first tackle those limiting beliefs that have been around forever, right? So I had that limiting belief that I'm not pretty enough to be the face of my business, or I'm not smart enough to be the face of my business. I had to rewrite those. But what happens is we have new limiting beliefs that will emerge over time. And I had one a few months ago that I had to tackle. I started getting into this thinking of like, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe I've already reached my prime. You know, maybe this dream of building like a standard in business coaching for women is a little out of my reach. Maybe I'm getting too old. Maybe I'm not relevant anymore. And it became a thought and it slowly started to take life and have energy and have a hold over me for about a two week period. And then I was like, whoa, Susan, shake it off. (laughs) That doesn't have to be your reality. I mean, look at um, Bob Proctor, look at uh, Tony Robbins, look at um, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, she just, she just launched it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get away who? Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. I love him. Well, I was, well, I was trying to get away from bro energy and bring some women to the forefront, but I mean, like Barbara look at Corcoran. Oprah. Who? Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. And then I was trying to think of the lady. She's like a self-help and she wears the glasses. I want to say Meryl. Oh. It's not Mer- I know who you're talking about. Her, yeah. her name is escaping me too. Bethany yeah. She just, Right. I mean, so there, so there's evidence everywhere. Right. And and that's, that's kind of the, that's one of the steps here. And so when we have the awareness, then we can get to the bottom of the belief. And it's as simple as extracting, you know, for example, um, in this working through this on my own, looking around going, wait, there's evidence all around me that this is a BS belief that I'm letting take up space. I have not reached my peak yet. I am not even in my prime yet. I'm just getting warmed up and there's proof all around me. So I know that this is just like an illusion. And so then I was able to release it. So we have to reframe the belief. An old belief for me used to be, you're not good at math. So how would you ever be able to create an incredible income for yourself? And that was something that was told to me when I was young, that I wasn't good at math. And um, ultimately I was able to rewrite that. I'm capable of learning anything that I need to know for my business, you know? So then from there, we need to visualize success. And I know that's going to be kind of woo woo for some people, but I just promise you, if you try it, you'll see how amazing it is for really getting you closer to that reality. So it's as simple as, you know, closing your eyes and visualizing yourself, making the sales call, doing the presentation being, you know, being a guest speaker, coming on a podcast, starting a podcast and visualizing it being successful and trying to really anchor in what that will feel like, what that feels like when that happens. And, um, I have so many other tools from there, but I know that I need, I, I don't need to go off on a tangent, but (laughs) finally is the action, right? So we've got imposter syndrome, awareness, belief, um, visualize the success and then action. It's as simple as asking yourself, what is the next step that I can take to get into momentum? Because success is attracted to action. That's quantum physics. Like if you've got energy and movement, then you're going to have, you're going to be attracting more of that to you. Right. Yeah. So those are kind of like, you know, that's kind of like the quick fix for people that are, you know, finding imposter syndrome coming up on the regular. 
No, I think it's great. And like a big, I've always wanted to do like mood boards or things like that and just never sort of like took the action to do it. And so going through your program, Suze, was super helpful because we were, I was surrounded by a bunch of other people who were doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I still have my boards up in front of me at my desk that I did for the Dame MBA. And it's just like a good reminder on a bad day. And sometimes, you know, now that I'm doing the um, manifestation journal that you yeah. recently started that I feel like that's like a challenge for me because I think it's hard for me to be present and every day think of something mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for or something that I want to do or receive today. But as I've started doing, I've been doing it oh, today was a week. I feel like it's getting, you know, easier already just by setting the this, you know, the time aside to do that for yourself. And I think as you do it, you'll get like, I'll have more to say or more to, you know, contribute. Um, it, you just have to get over, I think that like mind block of thinking like, oh, this is silly. This won't do anything or whatever. Right. It really, um, you know, it takes 65 to 365 days to create a habit. And actually before I got on this call with you guys, I was sharing with a group of women that I, um, with my manifestation guide, I do that every Monday morning. And this morning was different than my normal routine. So I haven't done it yet today. And that's when you know when you've created a habit is I've missed it. Cause I'm like, oh, what does my week look like? My CEO success planner, you know, I did my gratitudes and stuff, but I didn't map out like my week and what each day looks like. And so, you know, when I get off of this call with you guys, that's going to be the first thing that I do because that's a success habit for me. And so, you know, it's one of those things where we cannot create a change by doing something one time. And, and so that's why the unique code manifesto that you're referencing, Sam, is so powerful because it's a rewiring that takes place over 90 days and beyond, you know? And so any shift that we, want to create in our actions or our beliefs has to be something that we commit to making a habit. Right. Yeah. No, I've loved it. Kat, I'll bring, Kat and I are going to be in New Orleans together um, later this week. So Kat, you'll see my journal because it's coming with me. I want to see it. I think it's (laughs) like really great advice. And Suze, I feel like you would be really good at leading like a morning meditation session for female entrepreneurs. If you ever want to like, if you ever want to do a quick IG live, I'll be there. Oh my gosh. That is like an ultimate, amazing speaker. Oh, that is like the ultimate compliment. So thank you. Because I want you to know, Kat, two years ago, I would have told you meditation is a crock. Like what is, I don't even have time for that. And truthfully, it is one of those things in my life that has helped me quantum leap a brand new business. And, you know, I now have an NLP certification where I, that's, that is a foundation is, is leading people through these NLP reprogramming so that they can remove those blocks. So I will take that as a compliment and (laughs) savor it the rest of the day. (laughs) I'm telling you, you should do it. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Maybe I will. That's actually a great idea. That sounds like something that would really stretch my comfort zone. FYI. (laughs) I'm great. <laughs> I would totally, uh, I would listen in on that. No, but everything you're saying, I think so many people are going to relate to, especially our audience, which is female entrepreneurs. And I think it will really give someone insight into themselves. You know, I can 
I remember I took a business course at Columbia um, Executive Business School, and it was around leading effective teams. And the first thing the professor said to the class was the way, how can you be the best leader? And everyone was like, you have to be approachable. You have to care. You have to be nice. You like all these things that kind of seem obvious. And he said, you have to know yourself. The only way you can be the best leader and like lead a team is by knowing yourself. And Mm -hmm. I only say that because your business is really actually just helping someone get to know themselves better. Yes. And if I could just like share this final thought with you guys, if you'll let me squeak this in here, because this is like something profound that really hit me over the last couple of weeks. And that is your personal growth is always going to govern your business growth. So if you want your business to go here, you have to go here first. And that is a concept that I did not get when I started out in business. I thought, oh, just, you just drive the business. No, 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 no. You will never get up here with your business if you're not up here with your personal growth. And I think that that's something that if more entrepreneurs could get, get that concept sooner, they would really dive headfirst into personal growth, self-awareness, you know, understanding, um, intentional leadership, you know, like you're just speaking about. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I got to have a lunch date with you guys. Kat, <laughs> next time you're here in Colorado, yes. let's all of us try to get together. I feel oh like God, I could talk I all day. That. I would love <laughs> that so much. I know. And I still haven't met you in person, Sue. So. I know. Well, I'm trying to put together something. I'm trying to put Good. together a little something here in the next couple yeah. of months. Yeah. yeah. In person for just okay. to see you guys in person. I had an in-person this morning and it felt like I had won the mega millions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing some of your CEO mindset tips with us and our audience. And just wanted to give you one last opportunity, Suze, if you want to share where people can follow you or if you have any upcoming offerings that you wanted to talk through. Yeah. I mean, I would say if people want to get started, like if they're really serious about trying to you know, get under the surface a little bit um, and get into that personal growth. I have a um, 90 day Dame manifestation guide, um, which is a really great blend of like a journal and a planner. So it's got that feminine, like journal energy, energy, but it's got that masculine, like hustle planner energy. And so it has a CEO success audit in it, a habit tracker. It's got like 90 day, uh, uh, you know, prompts, uh, monthly prompts, weekly prompts, daily prompts. So I really like put together everything that I've used to grow my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that would be an easy way for people kind of to get started. Um, I also have a free tool that I can share with you guys. If you want to link it and give it to your, uh, followers, it's a CEO, um, success toolkit where I kind of break down how to get the most out of your time. So it's kind of like a time management tool to help remove distractions really kind of understand when your magic zone is in the day for, um, getting your work done and being the most productive. So that's a free tool that I have that um, I always like to share with people as a resource. Awesome. Sounds yeah. good. And then I have the Dame MBA, which Sam knows well. Um, the next round of that starts um, April 18th. So I have a wait list going for the Dame MBA right now. Awesome. Yeah, well, I yeah. highly encourage everyone to check out what Suze offers. You can follow her on Instagram at Dame and Heart. 
Um, she has a lot of good tips that she shares there if you want to get to know her a little bit more and what she offers. I appreciate you guys so much for having me here. I was getting my phone out because I want to get a little boomerang so I can <laughs> interrupt <laughs> our podcast and, and promote you guys. You guys thank are awesome. You so much. Yeah, well, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast today and, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.